Who's ready to podcast? <laughs> no, I thought you were going to rap. Nope. Cookie. <laughs> nope, I'm not going to do it now. All right, fine. Out of spite. Wow. That's right. It's a grudge rap. It's a grudge rap. Yeah. I don't like you very much. Oh, Scott Storm steps to the mic and he thinks that he's got good hair. Right? Rap rap battles of history? I do have good hair. <laughs> and you the think The problem it. is is that in a rap battle, you would talk about how I think I have good hair, but actually I don't. <laughs> but I do. The thing is I have such high confidence in yeah. self-security that I know I have I good lo- hair. I lost the first Epic rap battles of Bob Roger Manfors. Have you seen the YouTube channel? Yeah, my okay. retort would be like, but I do have good hair. So and then what are you I talking about? Them like, That's just, so I don't understand. Thank you for noticing. Thank you. I work a lot of I work I spend a lot of time working on it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've got the right product for my hair texture. Yeah. You gotta get closer to the mic. Oh. Should I move to the mic or so, should the mic move to me? So let me explain. A podcast a podcast is like a delayed radio show. Delayed. Where you can listen to it whenever you want. Oh, with less famous people. That's right. That's right. <laughs> low barrier to entry. Anyone Very can do low it. barrier to entry. Anybody can do it, but when they do do it, they want to get close enough to the mic so that okay. people can hear what they have to say. All right. So okay. just all the way in there. Nope. <laughs> but pretty close. No, but pretty close. All right. Three fingers away. All right. Three fingers away into the oh, side. Oh, like a fist punch. Yeah, like a fist punch. Yeah. Yeah, imagine the mic is about to punch you in the face. Oh. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? Waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest country on earth. Hey everybody, welcome to Bob Suds and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things that Disney Company owns that we love. On this episode, we're talking about California theme parks can reopen, but when and what does the future look like? Disney gives a Christmas gift to Disney Plus members. We cover a heartwarming tale about Mandalorian, and in our main segment, we're talking blasters and blades as we cover our favorite Star Wars weapons and learn a little bit about the history of lightsabers. My name is Scott Storm, and with me is my co-host, <laughs> Mr. Rattlepants, Mr. Rattlepants, Aaron Absolute Humidity Robbins. Rattlepants away! Hey, clickety clack! Welcome to the show. So they have air conditioning in the studio. That's nice. Oh, that's great! Did the air conditioning just kick on? Yeah, it was just Fantastic. like you guys are too hot. Let's turn that air on. I love the Rattle. fact that the air conditioning never kicked on when we recorded it during the summer. Yeah, but now, but it's now that we're squarely in fall, we can really enjoy this coolness. It, it's loud, but it's temperature appropriate. <laughs> Episode thirty-three, though, uh, back to back to normal for a little while. I yeah, guess, we spent right? the month as cobwebs and phantoms. Super fun, loved it. Like phenomenal content. I feel like the, all the episodes we did. I just really enjoy going back and revisiting those. Our episode last week about the legend of the hatbox ghost. Yeah, Jeff was just uh, just so made fun. me happy. Made me happy that we could get to a point in our podcasting uh, history, career, show, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Uh, where we could be talking about that with a person like yeah, I was listening. I was listening to that episode, and I thought like that Halloween stuff, the Hatbox stuff was great. But there's also like if you if you want to be an Imagineer, if you have kids that want to be an yeah. Imagineer, there's a solid 15, 20 minutes on just what that process is like, what it feels like. That's just the 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 episode is undertitled. It should have a much longer title. It definitely should. My takeaway from last week's episode was it is inspiring. Yeah, like talking to Jeff and talking about the way Jeff thinks about Imagineering, the care and concern he has for the history of Disney, the 
uh, knowledge and the forethought about the future of Disney. Yeah. Like it's just it's just very inspiring. I hope any kid that's listening who has an inkling of being an Imagineer will go back and listen to him yeah. and talk about uh, you know because you you want to begin thinking that way uh, again. We just thank Walt Disney Imagineering for for helping us do that. Yeah. I mean, obviously having a personal connection with uh, a current Imagineer obviously helped sure, that as the sure. catalyst. Yeah. But Disney was just very welcoming, very accommodating, very helpful, and very quick to to assist us to get it to be what it was. Yeah. Which Isn't is that awesome. impressive from a big company like that, that they're still able very to do impressive. that? Very impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. What's next? Uh, let's talk about uh, how your Halloween is. Let's, let's hit a couple of things. Oh. Let's hit post-Halloween. How was your Halloween? How was your trick-or-treating experience? Yeah. What were the costumes? It was really, really good. Probably one of, one of the better Halloweens we've had, even despite COVID. Really? Here's the, I think, the unintended effect of COVID was you're like, you can't have people come up to your door. You got to like put it on a table yeah, or right. be out in front. And so everybody left their houses and sat in their front, on, you know, on their driveways. And yeah. it just felt very communal for like a half an hour. It felt like what I would imagine Halloween in my like sort of alternate fantasy land 80s world felt like where it's like kids in the street and everybody's sort of out doing it so together. So did you have that? Did you yeah. have a lot of uh, it was, activity? Yeah, it was just packed and amazing for about 30 minutes. Wow. It was just everybody was out. All the families were out. People were on their driveway people were talking to each other That's my great. neighbor does an amazing uh projection map show on the front of his house yeah. you know, maps his whole house out uh then does it in 3d and changes oh, cool. it to yeah like a zombie house and a house that's underwater and then he advertises on the back of his house you can see it from the road he advertises the time he's going to start it oh neat so, like a bunch of people showed up it was totally not oh, so socially like a just big communal yeah big like exactly what you're not supposed <laughs> exactly to do what you're not supposed to do Perfect. but it felt yes. after being cooped up for covid for so long to just get out on halloween in the cold weather everybody in costume and watch this like you know wasn't Disneyland like a level light show but like yeah, uh, yeah. It wasn't Disneyland yeah. level but it wasn't one too far off yeah. either uh, it was that was super fun probably the highlight for me was doing that with the whole family that is exciting that's yeah. great yeah it was fun That's how about really you uh, trick or treating was good it was different than it was the past years yeah I do uh, unlike uh, you know you saying that it was everybody's down at their driveways and everybody's giving out candy or that sort of thing it did feel like there was some aspect of it where we didn't have a lot of people that uh, were giving out candy down their driveway. We had a couple of those. A lot of them were like you walk up to a bowl and then you get your candy yeah. from mm -hmm. a bowl. And it did have a somewhat of a wily e. Coyote trap for the Roadrunner aspect to it. Like yeah. when you go up to get your candy, like is something going to pop out at me? Yeah. Is something going to get me? Right. There's no one around me. Uh, but overall, it was a really it was a, it was a good experience. We we did not have the haul that we've had in the past years. Totally, the haul was for us a. Thirty percent of what it would exactly, been. but we offset that by we had a um, outdoor movie okay. uh, at at the home that we were at. We had an outdoor movie where we watched uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, and so the, the and and the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, and so we you know we did trick or treating while Legend of Sleepy Hollow was going. And then came back to finish that, and then a nightmare before Christmas. It was a lot of fun. We couldn't figure out what to give out that was so you know that was acceptable from a COVID presumptive a candy wise. So we did uh, ribs. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Which I felt was yeah. good. We let awesome. people just rip them just off the rip bone. Just rip them off right off, yeah, the, right just, off the A lot of kids try to take two or three, and we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa Let's easy. start with one. Then when the whole neighborhood's at them, you can come back. Maybe at some. the end of the night, you can come back for yeah. the leftovers. Exactly. We gave out BMX bikes. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I like that. With the uh, crossbar padding, so you don't... Uh, yeah, and the banana seat. The banana seat and the crossbar padding. <laughs> no, I have um, to... Yeah, you get the bar padding, so you don't... Uh, yeah, good. BMX bikes. Yeah, Great. exactly. We got BMX bikes. Oh, 
I needed ban- that. Banana seat and all the foam padding yeah. that you could, uh, you know, that's going to that's gonna save you from any major injury <laughs> right. because you have a thin layer of foam padding on <laughs> yeah. a handlebar. Yeah, that's got to be in a specific spot. Right, exactly. And but you're, you're good. You're, yep. You're fine. You should probably hit that. You, you'll probably still have kids. It'll be fine. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, so uh, trick-or-treating was good, Yay. Uh, you know, and then you go into the election, which, uh, you know, we're just going to avoid that. We're just going to- We're still in it. Do, yeah, exactly. It's what, like COVID, we'll it never probably, ends. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll be in it through the month of November. Yeah. And uh, and welcome to 2021. We'll probably still be in it. Yeah. yeah, fun month. We're back to the back to the normal intro music. Back to back to talking about Star Wars, Disneyland, just whatever. This is our first episode during the month of Mandovember. Yeah, let's talk briefly about okay. what Mandovember looks like for Please, boxers and bandits. Tell me. Uh, first up, we got this this episode. We're going to be talking about Star Wars weapons, Star Wars yeah. lightsabers. It's going to be a great time. I'm excited. Next week, we are doing a partnership with our friends at We Like Theme Parks. Yay. We're doing a part one and part two about Life Day, Star Wars Life Day. What is it? Mm-hmm. Where did it come from? How do you celebrate it? Uh, how is it celebrated in the parks? How might it be celebrated in the parks yeah. in the future? It's so this be week- awesome. All about shooting, cutting stuff up. That's right. Next week, all about... Celebration of life. Yes, yeah, celebration of life. <laughs> and, uh, Perfect. For, yes, it's going to be great. Uh, we're going to be doing a Mandalorian retrospective on season one. Yeah. Uh, we're probably going to be doing uh, like a gift guide for your Star Wars and Disney uh, fans in your I'm life. Very, I just found out about that episode, even though I'm on the show like 30 minutes ago. Yeah, I know I'm you did. very excited, you about, excited that. about that. I really like that as an idea. I'm really glad that you like that. Would you, what have you gotten? What would you like to get? Yep. What's a good gift? Different price points? Absolutely. If you had to make something from scratch for a Star Wars fan, what would it be? It's gonna be great. I'm excited. We might we might throw a little Star Tours talk in there at some point. Okay, you know, uh, but it's gonna be a great month. And then what do you know? Like Christmas and the holiday season is yeah. Here. And then it's just a Disney holiday it's month awesome. of extravaganza. It's gonna be awesome. Hey, uh, what do you say? We have not done this in four weeks. Let's yodel in that news. Finally, get the yodelers back up there. They were like in the break room. That's uh, right. Starting to take off their lederhosen. That's and now right. I'm be like, hey, hold on. They're shooting hoops. Yeah, they're the shooting hoops. He's like, I can't do it with the lederhosen. <laughs> I cannot dunk. I can't dunk with the lederhosen. These straps get in the way. I don't know. Is that Scandinavian? I have no German? idea. What is yeah. that? Yeah. I just know it sounds a little bit like this. It's time for news. Oh. <laughs> Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Klaus Gubelhaben bringing it. Yeah, in the dunk contest? Bringing it in Huge. the dunk contest. Like a little aggressive on the hoop. It's like, hey, buddy, it's an old hoop. Let's not go like, you He know. just hangs on it for a while, <laughs> yeah. an obnoxious period of time. Yep. And he's just like, victory! Yeah. Like, yeah. Is that German? I don't know. Swiss? Could be. Hey, uh, let's talk about Disneyland. Okay. Jeff Moskowitz is able to get into the Matterhorn and take a selfie with yeah. uh, with Harold. Yeah, he is. But uh, nobody else is. Yeah. Uh, there was a uh, report came out from Yahoo News. The most trustable news source in news. I know whenever I need news, I go to Yahoo whenever News. Whenever I want to know how to redesign a logo. Remember when Yahoo was like the oh, thing? Yeah. yeah, they were like number one or number two. It was huge. Alta Vista, Lycos, Look Smart. Yahoo, the big, the big one. Remember the commercial? They go Yahoo, and then the yeah. big. Uh, yeah, they stole that from us in the past. They time traveled into the future, they listened did. to bobsleds and banthas, went back in time. They and stole the yodel, stole the yodel and yodel, and that's what they did. Because all the millennials now are like Yahoo. What is Yahoo? Yeah. Uh, the uh, earlier this week, the mayors of California's largest cities. Anaheim, yep. Los Angeles, San Diego, San Jose, Fresno, Bakersfield, Riverside, Santa Ana. Right. They all signed a letter to Gavin Newsom 
imploring him to modify his reopening guidelines for large theme parks and amusement parks. They said that the governor's requirements, quote, would effectively keep parks closed indefinitely. They say that the guidelines put forth by the Newsom administration were released within the framework of prioritizing public health, safety for guests and employees, and they they don't disagree with that. They say that's the right focus, but economic and public health are not mutually exclusive goals, which I feel like for people in government should that should be like you don't have to point that out. I just don't right. think you need to point that yeah. out. I realize I'm doing Donald Trump hand gestures right now. You really now, are. And I didn't mean that either. Yeah. Apparently, you can't do the hand gesture without slightly doing an imper- impersonation, too. It's very subtle. It's there if you re-listen oh, you to the really tape. you really want me to turn it on. No. I, I won't. I'm not going to. Okay. I'm not going to. What does it mean when they, when, unless you're done not reading, what does it mean they implore them? They just, like, send a letter and they're like, please, They're basically please saying, please do something else. Yeah. Uh, they have said uh, this has far-reaching ripple effects for the other businesses that support theme parks. You're put, going to end up putting a lot of people out of business. Having 25% capacity is going to be challenging for us. These theme parks and these ancillary businesses are not going to be able to withstand this level of, of restriction. Yeah. I wonder if, uh, what if Gavin Newsom's, you know, no, news, uh, you know, letter, letter sorter, the person that takes his in his mail. Uh, yeah, no, oh, no. you know, the, like his news sorter? Yeah, the person Gavin that Newsom's gets, news sorter? Yeah. Gavin Newsom's letter sorter. What if this person is just doesn't get, is one of those just people that don't get Disney on? It's like, yeah, I think it's overpriced. I don't, I don't really get it. They don't have great food there. And so they see like a Disney letter come in and they're just like, no, he doesn't get this. Eh. Oh, so you oh, so you think perhaps there's a gatekeeper in the yes. news administration. He doesn't open his own mail. Yeah. That is that is keeping gu- uh, gu- gu- I was trying to remember gu- what his name Gubner. is without saying Gavner again. I like Gavner. Uh without keeping Gavner Newsom in the dark. You think there's yeah. somebody intentionally keeping Gavner Newsom in the dark, and he's like, I don't understand. They seem to be completely on board with this. Yeah, they never I, say anything. I, I We're talking. Been, I would have been happy to open them up at fifty yeah. percent to hundred percent. But capacity. there's a letter gatekeeper that had a bad experience, like when they went, you know, I don't know, fifteen years ago. Like it was yeah. a little pricey. I waited a long time. It was a long time. And then time. Uh, Ridge Racers broke down, and I just didn't feel good about that. I wasn't happy about. I wasn't it happy about it. Churros seem like eh, the price is a little bit over. The thing is, it's so expensive when you it go is. there. It's so expensive. They what? ask you to pay so much money, and then they have the audacity to ask you to pay more for their T-shirts. Do you know I spent $30 on a T-shirt? Do you know that? Yeah, I can buy the same T-shirt at a Target or a Walmart for at least $12. It's highway robbery. <laughs> Just don't get the magic. So, yeah, he, she, that person is, <laughs> is like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know that where that line is, is But it's just they see the, the, the letter come in and says, like, Disney, very important. Please open. We're literally, we need to do business. And the, that person's just like, nah, I don't get it. Do you think the other thing that happens is when they open up that letter and she takes out the letter, like, uh, Pixie Dust just spills out. Yeah. And it spills all over her outfit. And she's like, oh, great. No. Oh, great. Great. Now I have to get another plum jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah. Plums. So where does that story go, you said? Yeah, As I'm I'll trying to wipe the tears from my eyes from laughing, I'm sure for reasons why we have cut out of the show. Yeah. Anyways, yes. where does the story go, you yeah, ask? Yeah. Interesting. It's almost like you knew that there was a segue going oh. coming up. Where it goes into our next story is where people are asking, when can Disneyland open and other California theme parks? And exceed 25% capacity. Yeah. So you have the mayor saying, listen, this is too restrictive. You've got to do something about this. Please rethink this. And Gavin or Newsom is like, uh-uh. Or it's because his- Letter gatekeeper. Letter gatekeeper had a really bad experience, spilled uh, Dole Whip on herself at some yeah. point. 
Or himself. Or himself. Doesn't, I don't know. I'm matter. still not sure. It's just they don't like the park. They don't get it. They're one of the non-getters. So whoever it is does not like Disney, and so there's not been a response from the from the governor's administration. Uh, yeah. So yes, something something more needs to be done. Something has to be done. I, you know, I feel like we are. We continue to say the same thing every week. Disney has proved that they are able to do it in one park. They can do it in another park. California has a different agenda. There's everybody. The people who lose in all of this are not just the guests who really want to go to these parks, but really the cast members who are being affected by it. For sure. And, uh, you know, Disney has announced layoffs and uh, they are they are hitting people very hard. Yeah. Uh, I and again, the ancillary businesses. I reached out to the Candy Cane Inn. I said, listen, Bob's and Bantha's would love to come down there. Yeah. As soon as you're open, as soon as Disney's open, we can't come. We can't wait we to come down the there. Candy Cane. We'll do. We'll do a show at the Candy Cane, and it's like, yep, we can't wait to have you. Really? Oh, that made me a little bit happy. Great. When Be happy in 2022 when we can do it. Nice. <laughs> I am happy. Nice. They got a great. waffle bar there. It's gonna be great. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Have you stayed there? I've always wanted to stay there. I've okay. never stayed at the Candy Man, Cane. I've stayed there. 12 times awesome and they just upgraded their keys after 70 years of using an old swiss cheese credit card you would get oh, this yeah, key I remember that, those yeah they would have holes in it and uh-huh. it would like yep and then open your door yep uh, they just upgraded to the like rfid or whatever it's great but i really like that was it's tight. gonna be new when you come back there again it's all gonna be new that's right hey let's talk about uh disney releasing pixar soul yeah on disney plus way to go so we we had speculated on this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And this turned out to be the case that on Christmas Day... I wasn't speculating when I said it. I said I was for sure about it, but I like that you took that as speculation. I feel like you were speculating. <laughs> okay, I appreciate it. Did you it. say you were sh- for sure on it because you had information that yeah. made you sure about it? No. You had inside, you had like the inside scoop? No, I just like the idea that we'll treat everything you say as fact and everything I say as it's speculative. Just speculation. Yeah. I do my research. That's okay? true. That is very true. I'm talking true. to many sources. You are. I'm confirming those sources. Yep. I have a statistical model that I look at to determine Asterisks. what I believe. Yep. Uh, are likely to be the releases on Disney Plus. Yep. I've come to a mathematical I'm just conclusion. shooting from the hip over here. You, you're just like, I got an idea. Um, How about we, uh, Minions 4 coming to Disney Plus? It's ooh, not even a Disney company. Like a I know, but it's coming to Disney Plus. Mashup, I like it. Like the minions are cute. Yeah, Soul's going, Soul, I said it was, and it is. <laughs> and it is. Look how right you were. Yeah, look at that. I'm impressed. Nice. Uh, Christmas Day. Okay. So you're going to be able to wake up Christmas Day. You don't like that idea? Yeah, it's okay. It's what, not is a Christmas a better, movie. Is there a better date? Well, yeah, I know, but it was supposed to be a Thanksgiving release. Yeah, so, so I like was, that a lot. I like I like Thanksgiving. I like that oh, a so lot. Would you like to release Day. it on Thanksgiving? I really would. I think that Thanksgiving's going to be. I mean, the the stuff that's coming out about what we're supposed to do on Thanksgiving is ridiculous. But typically, there's a little lull there, and there's not everybody likes football. Maybe football's not something fun to watch right now. I think yeah, I think a Thanksgiving Day would have been jamming. It's already done, right? It's Let's done. bump that up a little bit. Why don't we reach out to them? <laughs> yeah, I speculate we're bumping it up. Oh, good. Are you yeah. laying that down right now? You're like yeah, that I'm speculating yeah, heavily, speculating that we're gonna bump that up. I think that's a great idea. I think it's uh, we'll you, talk about this movie. I get so excited when a Pixar movie gets released. What do you think about Soul? I, I haven't. I've only seen the initial trailer of it. Uh, I think I don't know if they've released anything more than that yeah. initial trailer. That is my opinion of it. Is that so under promoted? Yep. I, 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 I'm hoping that there was some strategy to to that because of the Pixar movies. Um, very underpromoted. Very. Like I don't think a lot of people even know what it is that it's coming. No. If you said, "Oh, Pixar's next movie is uh, Cars 5, people would be like, "Oh, it makes sense." And yeah. you're like, "Just kidding, it's Soul." They'd be like, "What?" I don't know what that is. Yeah. So I f- yeah. I'm worried about that. That it was just really underpromoted. Do you think? 
I, it looks great. Yeah. And I, I, from what I see of the story, it seems like it seems like a classic Pixar story. Yeah. Right. Uh, Emotional, I, a little inside outy kind of. A little inside outy. Yeah. Yep. I do get a little bit of a concern of I, I get a little good dinosaur vibe from it. Okay. But I think that is attributed to the lack of press that we've seen on this. Yeah. I don't think in any way that it's going to be the good dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, but I uh, but I agree with you that I think the lack of promotion is probably a challenge. However, they start promoting it now until the release on Christmas. That could all change. My question to you, Aaron okay. Robbins, since you are a prognosticator. No, I'm sorry. A certainter. Oh. A, a, a giver of certainty, which you have demonstrated by saying that this was going to be released on Disney+. Plus. Dope. Do you think they are releasing this on Disney Plus, A, because they can't predict a decent theatrical release window right now, Mm -hmm. or B, because they don't think it's going to perform well if they release it in the theater? I know you know nothing about this movie No, that's a great question. You're you're basing it only off of your knowledge of, of Pixar's hits and their misses. Yeah. That's a really great question. I think those options that you presented are probably the right ones, too. I think it is both the uncertainty with the theatrical. I think it's that. I think that the tone of this movie is not appropriate for a theatrical release now. Unless, Interesting. Unless this is some feel-good surprise action adventure. Uh, if it's a typical Pixar movie, right now with the election, with COVID, yeah. with everything else, a really introspective, heartfelt Man, like hit you in the field. Yeah, oh, well, that is that yeah. is how life works. It is kind of just yeah. depressing. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that, yeah. We are, but that there is, is hope at the end of it. Yeah, right? we yeah. need some crazy uh, Marvel something or another. Catharsis. Uh, we need a catharsis. Yeah, that's what we need. And I, I think I would be concerned about playing that really large in a theater where our first experience yeah. back is ultimately maybe a very emotional one where it's already going to be a little heavy for people. Uh, and there's a lot of that heaviness around the future of yeah. movies in general. So it feels like the right play for both the intimacy of the movie the type of Pixar movies and the uncertainty with the theaters. I think that's very valid. Yeah. I think it's very valid. Do you think that the first theatrical release that brings everybody back to the movies is going to be 90 minutes of rainbows, unicorns, and pixie dust being thrown at you? Yeah. And occasionally those just, it's, it's and they that, serve you birthday cake. It's 50% that and 50% rocket launchers. And let's just yeah, see, yeah. What, let's just see what happens. That's right. <laughs> that's what we all need right now. We need yep. unicorns and the possibility of them blowing up. Maybe unicorns with rocket launchers attached to them. They're to done. Them. Yep. We should start a studio right now. We're going to release that movie. It's going to be huge. <laughs> it would be. It's going to be huge. And it's going to be rated PG-13, bringing all audiences. That's right. Yeah. That's right. An animated PG-13 unicorn rocket launcher, ro- launching rockets at unicorns. Yes. It's called the last unicorn, literally. Literally, yeah. Now I'm just now I'm just spinning out over this idea because it's solid. It's and so it's what solid. we all need. It is what we need. Uh, here's a heartwarming story. Talking oh, about good. heartwarming stories. Yeah. Mandalorian season two, episode yeah. one, had a story that centered around the Tusken Raiders, the Sand People. For those uh, yes. less less than Star Wars fans. <laughs> Right, we'll probably put in some some Tuscan Raider here. I feel like we nailed it. Uh, sure, sure, we did. Yeah. Uh, so the Mandalorian created a uh, in that in that show. Yeah. I'm are cool. You, are, are you trying? Are you tracking with me? What's yeah, going on here? Oh, I just yeah, I want to talk, so badly talk about episode uh, season two, episode one, and I can't. But keep going. Heartwarming. We're going to lead into this. Oh, good. Heartwarming. In episode one of season two, there's uh, interaction between the Tuscan Raiders and the humans and there's a lot of uh tuscan raider dialect mm-hmm. and a lot of hand motions a lot of, a lot of, a lot of hand signals yep. mm-hmm. and uh yeah a lot of that 
Do you want to keep doing the hand signals oh, for yeah, our speak, podcast I, listeners? Yeah, I'm some fluent in in uh, uh, TSL. Yeah, Tuscan Tuscan sign, sign language. language. Yep. it's great because you're I'm making Trump hand signals I know. and you're making Tuscan Raider hand signals, and they're pretty much the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> they're pretty much the same thing. Uh, but in order to have those hand signals, Lucasfilm hired a guy named Troy Kotzer who is a deaf actor yeah. to come in and develop a sign language based vocabulary for the Tuscan Raiders. Right on. And then he performed as one of the lead Tuscan Raiders in that episode. And I just, that makes me so happy. Yeah. It makes me happy to show the care that Star Wars puts into these types of things. Like I, I'm reminded of when um, in, in Return of the Jedi with both the Ewoks and Nine Numb mm. and the fact that they developed specific dialect or they they took hints of other foreign dialects in order to create a new dialect for those alien creatures i always thought that that was just so neat do you ever try to like learn the language when you're watching a movie and that happens and there's a dialect i always try to like learn the language in the course of the movie. i listen for word repetition in context to see if i can figure out what's happening oh yeah i think i did that with hudies yeah like with totally with, with, with java's language yeah 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 you sort of figure that out uh, i can speak fluent gungan but i never will okay good yeah i think nobody that's ever safe should policy yeah <laughs> Um, so but first, anyways, it's the first rule of Gunganese. That's right. Never speak in Gunganese yeah. again. Once ever. you learn it, that's it. It's fun. Which leads us into we're going to take our Mando moment. Oh, a Mando moment. A Mando moment. I, like I feel it. like you could probably put some sort of uh, audio sting for oh, Mando it's moment. Happening. Yep. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. So here we are in Mando moment. Just what it is. I can't wait. Is it? Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, so season two, episode one. Again, we're going to do a whole retrospective on ep- on this f- the first season. So I don't think we should get into a lot of discussion about season two. Okay. I think we should probably save it until after we're done with season one. But you watch the season premiere. Yep. I watch the season premiere. Do we want to do spoilers right now, or do we want to just talk sort of broad strokes what we thought about it? Uh, man, it'd be really hard for me to do a non-spoiler free. Let's see if you're, if, if, if you, you know, we're not going to give away any big plot twists yeah. or anything like that. But we're going to talk about what happened on the episode to some degree. If yeah. you don't want to hear that, skip fast forward. forward. It's five minutes. Yeah. Or however. Or ninety. We're going to do. <laughs> yeah. Or stop. <laughs> Yeah, we're joining like us next week, everybody. Mando, Mando retrospective is going to be tough because you know how much I don't like the show, and you like it. I'm really curious to see how that plays out. I want to stay friends. That's what I'm saying. I want to stay friends. You will rewatch it, okay? And you may come away with a new appreciation. Here's what I did, though. I wiped the memory. I see three PO memory wipe. Yeah. Before I watched episode two, season one. Yep. I went. I'm going to get popcorn. I'm going to get cozy. I'm going to yipe yeah. away everything in my head. Of, did you get of, some slippies on? You got, yeah, I got okay. my uh, I got my Ewok slippies on. Nice. Uh, the ones of the Ewok that was uh, crushed by the yeah. Uh, oh yeah, so, yeah your special so order. Yeah, they're flattened ones. They're yep. like soccer sandals. Yeah, but they yeah, got right. the face <laughs> on it. It's pretty good. But I, I really did. I really came to an unbiased position where I'm like, I am ready to. I'm on this podcast now where it's not cool that I don't like Mandalorian. There's some peer pressure. I think there's a lot of our listeners who agree with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna just go open minded. I sat down, like the it started playing. I'm like, I'm I am gonna love the Mandalorian. I'm gonna love it. I'm totally open to it. And uh, then I watched it. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Were there things about that episode that you did love or did you categorically dislike the entire thing? I'm going to say, if you say I categorically dislike the entire thing, I'm going to call BS on that. There there were some parts of it that that I did like. I liked a lot of the Bantha stuff. I liked Oh, a lot of the, so many Banthas. Yeah. And I like that. I like the cinematography. I like yep. some of the skeletal work they did yep. with, uh, with that stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. 
Yeah, that's good. That was it? No, you I mean, didn't like not... the story? You didn't like the uh, interaction? Yeah. Did you like the interaction with the Tusken Raiders? Absolutely hated it. Really? Super offended by it. Wait, down, are, down, seriously? Down, yeah, downright ready to boycott that they humanized the Tusken Raiders. These uh, villainous, ravenous uh, wow. people of the thing turned them into, oh, they're just like you. I mean, they got kids and they, they're they very soft. Yeah, but that was and, established in the prequels. I know, fairly. I don't know. I, I, I did, I, the way they were working with the people, I just, yeah, I was not, I was... I would have rather had a lot more tension there between the Tuscan Raiders and them. Well, I agree with you that they as they set up a conflict and resolve the conflict within three minutes. Yeah. Now I agree that that was a challenge. They could have let that breathe a little bit. Everything longer. humanized them. The language, the 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 sign language thing that was going on. It, it really like it forces me to now think of my entire Star Wars in a different lens because the Tuscan Raiders are no longer these scary, mysterious people that kind of show up and and they're they, they're decent long shots maybe, uh, and and they were these mysterious creatures and now it's like this society that has this language and they're really scared of these things they work together they're good at teamwork they have strategy and i'm like this is not the tuscan raiders yeah but i no, i say i disagree i Great. disagree okay ready yeah i just this mando moment this is going like this is why i didn't call it mando minute yeah that's <laughs> okay. good all right a moment who knows how long we that is how long, where, where, this is, has no definition around it uh this is why i disagree with i don't think they betray anything that they set up in the classic trilogy okay again tuscan raiders what what do we know about tuscan raiders from uh, or sand people from the original trilogy. One, they are tribal. Yeah. Two, they're nomadic. Yeah. Three, they travel in single file to hide their numbers, which indicates yeah. that they travel, that there are lots of them all the time. Yeah. The only thing that maybe is new is the fact that they, that they are willing to communicate with people who are not them. Yeah. So I'm probably reading, I'm probably reading into what my opinion of a Tuscan Raider was watching it, not what, well, not what's canon or what was sure, yeah, developed. Yeah. I mean, these are, uh, rem- these are people that, uh, look at their prey from afar okay. and they're, they yep. show up out of nowhere. Uh, it's dangerous. They're, they're, they're night hunters. So they're kind of a scary thing yep. with, yeah, with yeah. a scary thing. Yeah. And then it turns out that they also enjoy campfires. They've got this really sweet language that they talk with each other and they're just trying to get along uh, with everybody else. And I'm not saying it's out of canon. I'm saying it was out of, it was out of Aaron's you just character didn't like form. It. I didn't like it. See, I really liked that for, I was not expecting it to be a whole Tuscan Raiders episode, right? Where it's like the, the tribal indigenous people and the, uh, the, the colonists are, you know, they're at war with each other. They have to put aside their differences in order to fight a common enemy. That type. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. When that first shot came of Mando traveling across the uh, Tatooine desert and, and you see him at a campfire and he's signaling, he's, he's signaling. It's just, it's such a Western. It's just, a, yeah. those are, it's such Western iconography yeah. that I think all of those things I am okay with because I do love the idea. I mean, you and I have talked about this before. I love the idea of Star Wars leaning into its Western roots Me and, too. and farther away from its space opera roots. Yeah. And so this just feels like, it feels like I'm watching a John Ford You're science fiction so movie. right about that in the arrival in that town. That town itself feels like a no-name town from some right. Western. It totally feels like that. Uh yeah, my, my issues were I, I would have found it more interesting if there if the conflict between the Tuscan Raiders and the, those townspeople remained that that, that they yes. they never got along. Right, it, it, I could see that. Yep, I like that. That uh, there was a movie with like Will Smith and like uh, Martin and and maybe like I don't know they uh, they they were like they had motorcycles maybe maybe none of those people were in it, it was like Tim Allen and they were like oh <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> I don't a know. movie with Will Smith yeah. and Martin Lawrence and Tim Called Allen like hogs on motorcycles or something like that and they're like wild hogs are you talking yeah about wild, wild hogs? hogs yeah I don't think that 
Will Smith and Martin Lawrence is in that. <laughs> you're I probably think right. It's you're Tim probably Tim Allen and John Travolta, there and I'm go. pretty sure there's a third old white man that's in that. Every time I see somebody riding a subpar, you know, Tatooine speeder bike skipper thing, I think of like that movie, it, uh, that magical. I movie wait for Bad to the Bone to come on, and like, like because I hate the design of that bike. I hate how cheap the, the speeder bike. You yeah, the speeder, speeder bike. bike. I like speeder bike. The Andorian speeder right, right. bike. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I believe uh, those are swoop bikes that he's riding. I hate swoop bikes. You do. I'm saying it right now i hated them in the prequels i think you only see it in the middle yeah, on of the, tatooine i think yeah with, uh, i hate Anakin. swoop bikes they feel so uh cheesy designed and like we, mando does not look good on it when his knees are up next to his chin like it just does yeah. not look good i don't like it and that town felt really small and the girl that he meets right when he goes in that town she's got like a jersey accent she's like what's going on it's oh, you mean Amy Sedaris <laughs> yeah. when, when he lands yes. in the in yes. the, in the uh, spaceport? Yeah, I did yeah, a terrible. Well, she was she a holdover from the first season too. Yeah, she not it, not season. not. I'm not buying her as an outpostian colonist in any way with a perm. Come on. Okay, Re- there's so much I want to respond to. Rebuttal. No, no, no. I think this is a good place to end Mando moment. Okay. There's a lot of stuff that we're going to unpack over the next couple of episodes about the Mandalorian. The things that I like about it, the things I am challenged by. Okay. And I think that the things that I am challenged by from the first season carry over into this first episode. Interesting. And I don't see them resolving it anytime soon. And that is a problem for me. And we'll get more into that later. Right on. Thanks for the Mando moment. I like that segment. I like the way of music with it. It's like this new thing we're doing, the Mando moment. It's great. We just want to like the show so much. We're constantly evolving here. We're yeah. constantly evolving the show. Yeah. I think you're going to like Mandalorian. I think we're I'm going to keep watching it. Like there, I'm going to do it. Again, there are things about that first episode. Things about that first episode I loved. Dude from Westwood, the HBO series, that guy was the sheriff on- Timothy uh, Oliphant from Justified? Yes. He, he can do no wrong. He can do no wrong, except for, I mean, how much did that guy weigh in that? He was weighed 60 pounds. That's what's, so I love it. swimming in that armor. Let me tell you, this is one of the things I loved about this episode was Timothy Oliphant wearing the Boba Fett armor. Like, it looks so awkward on him. Totally. Which is awesome because if he looked- Like Trapper John red underwear underneath it. If he looked like, like Boba Fett, you'd be like, oh, okay, like, is is he playing Boba Fett? Fett? Was he Boba Fett? From that first shot, you're like- he's wearing Boba Fett armor that doesn't look like Boba Fett in any way and then it pays off because he's like no I'm not Boba Fett I bought this off of Jawas like that was a cool moment that That was cool now the sting at the end I'm not going to give the spoiler at the end but the sting at the end the last shot that is something I could have done without yeah I absolutely could have done without it and again we'll talk about it more all right Mando moment Mando moment like this we're gonna take a quick break you thought breaks were long why don't you do it you know what you do it I want to hear you do it yeah, we're going to take a quick break. Man. Really? You need me to go after this quick break? Oh, man. Okay, let's try again. Break. Ah! <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not done yet. A break so quick, it's already over. Thank you. What are we doing after we talk? After we take the break? I, you're the producer of the show. Aren't we going to talk about weapons of Star Wars, blasters and such knots? Coming up next. Coming up next. Yes, it's cookie time. Oh, what time is it? It's got storm. Oh, yes, it's cookie time. Oh, what time is it? It's got storm. Oh, yes, it's cookie time. Are there any words to this song? No, there isn't. That's okay. We like the ones you came up with. Thank you for the cookie. <laughs> it's cookie time. Yay, it's finally cookie time. I've been waiting so long to get into this peanut butter. 
limited edition. I have limited edition. <laughs> Meaning you're not allowed to have as many of the editions as you want. The editions are limited. Some weeks I'm like, four cookies, please. And they're like, right away, sir. Yeah. And some weeks I say, four cookies, please. And they look at me whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold your roll there. Yeah. Chappy. <laughs> you think you're getting away with four cookies? It's a two yeah. cookie limit. Cookies don't grow in ovens. Don't be crazy. So we don't have two cookies each. I wish we had another cookie. I know. They know it was Halloween recently, right? Like, I can't reduce my sugar intake. You know what it was? Was uh, I saw them. They had a bowl of cookies. Right. And I saw the bowl was depleted. And mm. they brought in some additional cookies. And I think my timing was probably off. I think ah. they hadn't sat with a full bowl of cookies long enough to realize, oh, yeah, we could let four of these go. Do you think there's a rule that if you work there, whatever cookies are left over at the end of the night, you get to take home? You think they're <laughs> holding on to them? And so this two cookie limit is sort of uh, self-serving. Know, self-serving. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Follow Ooh. the cookie. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we just cracked the cookie case. I think we did. Like the Bloodhound Gang. I feel like in celebration of The Mandalorian coming back onto Disney+, Plus. It's a perfect time to talk about Star Wars weapons. Yeah. A universe, a galaxy, if you will, of many different types of weapons. Yeah. And Mandalorians are kind of gadgety folks. They're gadgety folks. And so I figured like this is a good opportunity to talk about some of our favorites yeah. that we had as kids, some oh, of our fun. favorites that we had as uh, as adults. I love and that. um and then I think we'll get a little bit into Lightsabers specifically. Okay. I don't want to start with lightsabers. Good. Yeah, let's hold on to that. I don't think we should, because I think if we were to say, like, what's your favorite Star Wars weapon, mm-hmm. both of us could say lightsabers, and then we're done. Yeah. Maybe I not. wouldn't. But you yeah. wouldn't. No, yeah, no. This is a perfect segment. Yeah. Oh. And it was over. It was like the perfect segment, but also fairly quick, I feel like just like a, our I feel break. Like we had a moment for just there. We just had a yeah. moment where it was like, ah, oh, this is the perfect podcast. Yeah. Because you wouldn't say lightsaber is the best weapon, no, and yeah. I would. I am not. I, I like lightsabers. I'm interested in them. I have some design aesthetic uh, feelings on them, but I'm way more a blaster guy. Let's get into it. Let's talk about blasters. Good. Okay. Give me. Let's go back and forth on okay. a couple of our favorites and the reasons why. How's yeah. that sound? Oh, uh, yeah. I got. I got a, a, a bunch that I really like. Mm-hmm. Five I really like, and then I got five I really hate. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and awesome. You can you so you can add commentary on the ones I don't like. Uh, or whatever. Let's start with ones I, I do like. I have about five as well. I tried to take them from each era of Star Wars, but nice. I gotta admit, like when I got into the prequels, I could not find any yeah. blasters, any blasters, because it's so lightsaber heavy. Very the lightsaber heavy, and the blasters get very thin. They're very, them, yeah, very needly thin. and thin yes. in, in those. Um, so, and then you can tell me what these are called because you're, I think you're more, uh, you're more a, a, a knowledge, you're more a Wikipedia of Star Wars uh, than I am. Maybe. So, so I'll, I'll try, but, uh, you know, my first one list has got to be everybody. It's, it's the weapon you're scared of when you're a kid. It's the one you want to own, shoot, feel what it feels like. And that is the standard issue stormtrooper. Is that the, an EE 11? The E 11. The E 11. The 11. Yep. Yeah. That's on is, my list as which well. Which is the black with the magazine yep. on the side. Standard issue stormtrooper. Standard issue. It, it, uh, it feels like it has a little recoil to it when yep. it shoots, which makes no sense. Doesn't make any love sense. Love it. That's okay. Um, uh, but it, for me, it was the one I was scared of as a kid and the one I most thought would feel heavy at like a bolt projectile weapon. And so it is my favorite blaster by far. If I had to buy a, a weapon to yeah. hang on my wall, I would buy that one. Would you ever buy like a reproduction of it? Like, do you love it enough absolutely. to buy a reproduction yeah, absolutely. of it? Yes, I love that weapon. Yeah. It is what I think of when I think of a good blaster. I, I agree. It's interesting you mentioned that because I really love the E11 and 
then they sort of they redid it and i and I, it escapes me what it is for the the new trilogy the first order it, but yeah I you hate hated the, the first I hate, order i hate the first i hate all first order uh macintoshed white weapons Eva. oh really i just don't like the way they look yeah. is it because it's white yeah it's because it's got that shell over it that just doesn't feel as menacing to me okay it feels like it almost like when i get hit by a bolt from it i'm gonna be like i like myself <laughs> it's a pick-me-up it tickles yeah exactly <laughs> Your favorite or a favorite? A favorite. A I'll favorite. St- I start with a thermal detonator. Yeah, uh, I lo- I love that that scene is awesome. Like yeah. when uh, yeah, that whole thing of thermal detonator. So great. You yeah. don't know you don't know it's Leia. It's it's Boche the bounty hunter. She's dressed up as Boche. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, uh, she's got Chewbacca. I remember sitting there as a kid going like, "That's a bounty hunter that captured Chewbacca." And they're negotiating, and then she pulls out the thermal detonator, and that click, just the way her thumb. Yeah, it has thumb, a very tactile safety very tactile. or engagement yep. engagement mechanism. She's always slid, very... she's like that, that thumb comes over and engages it, and then pulls it pulls the switch back in order yeah. to uh And I love that the, the announcement of it, everybody everybody goes, ooh. They, they, they all so freak like the, out. The thermal detonator, either, everybody in that, in Jabba's chamber there, has either seen one go off. Yep. Had somebody been killed by one, the, the thing has a uh, like a, a reputation. Yeah, it has a reputation, like a reputation to it. it. Yeah, yeah, I like that about the thermal. And, and I love the way it looks. I love the the fact that it's a, a cylinder. Yeah. you know, or a sphere. Yeah, and again, the way it lights up, and that's one of those like a reproduction of a thermal detonator, like a working reproduction of with a thermal detonator. LEDs on with it. And LEDs all that. would yeah, be yeah, so yeah. cool. That would so be cool. cool. Yep. What about another one of yours? Oh, in the same, you know, these these all of mine. You pretty much have to pick, except for maybe one. Uh, but uh, Boba Fett's E3 blaster. Yeah, the sh- sort of shotgun blaster. Yeah, it has a yeah. it has a stock on it, or yep. a, a, you know, it has a shoulder thing on it, sawed off, son- sort of sawed looks off, like a revolver. Right. Uh, and I just feel like it's very cowboyish. It looks very yes. like good with his cape when yep. he when he poses with that. I it's think. got like this cool wooden stock. Yeah, it's to got it. a cool wooden stock that just yeah. felt like it fit with that character. Yeah. Uh, the only times I can remember it f- him firing it impressively are that is that in Return of the Jedi? Uh, it is Return of the Jedi. He he pulls it like he he draws it in Jabba's palace. Yeah. I don't know if he fires. I can't remember if he fires it on the sail barge. Yeah. But when he's in Jabba's palace, of course, when uh, Leia pulls out the thermal detonator, he he pulls out. He yeah. draws the weapon at that point. Yeah. Uh, I it's not on my list. Oh wow! I'm glad you put that one. Uh, one that is on my list. I'm curious to know if it's on your list. Is the Jawa ionization blaster? Um, I love this thing. Yeah. I love the look of it because it's this sort of big, like boom tube type of yeah, like a blunderbuss. It's got a fat welding blunderbuss. Like, that's yeah. a, a great word. Yes, yeah. yes. It's like a blunderbuss that then has a tube that attaches from the stock into a belt pack to to power it. Yeah. My memory as a child, like I think one of the other reasons why I love it so much is it's probably the first jump scare I ever experienced oh, as yeah. a kid. Right. You know. Yeah. They really lead up to that with the eyes and the little holes in the right. cave and the canyon, <laughs> and then it really yeah builds up and to R2, the R two is just rolling and just whistling to himself and, and then it's like yeah and then yeah, he d- so just quick. pops up and then yeah just fries him i so. remember loving that weapon because i i i remember thinking this as a kid like how many do they have of those in there they clearly don't have enough to arm everybody All, everybody so they have got like five so there's one guy that takes down a lot of droids yeah yeah i like that about it and i love the i just again the belt pack like it'd be one thing to just have a yeah. I think that's the thing that I it's love. It's the Walkman of blasters. It's the Walkman of blasters. <laughs> I thought about picking that one because I really liked it too, but it didn't make my list. That's what I was. That was what, what I was did thinking. make your list. Uh, I th- I, it is whether it's your number one or your number five or your number ten on your list of one to ten. It's ever on everybody's list, which is Hans D L H forty four eleven D L H eleven. 
His sidearm. His, his sidearm. His very German-inspired-looking yep. uh, sidearm that is one of the more recognizable blasters in the universe, it I think. It absolutely is. It got its own uh, origin story yeah. in, uh, in Solo the movie. I just... I. I like it. I like. I like it. <laughs> I like it. That's all I got to say about it. It makes me. Look, it is it's not on your list. I can tell. Uh, I love. I love that blaster. It's not on my list. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, it's not on my list. I do love that blaster. The grips um, on it are awesome. The grips They're on oval. it. The it barrel heavy. is awesome. The barrel's awesome. It's yeah. got a. It's got a scope that has no business being on a blaster why, why, that big. Why? Never. Don't know. Exactly. You're never he looking puts, through Han that. puts his eye up to it. Yeah. Han, Han never even looks through that thing. Han he never hip, even aims it. He hip fires yeah, he hip it. He fires it most a, of the with time. A, like this loosey goosey grip, <laughs> where you don't even know where it's gonna. You don't even know where it's gonna go. It's just sort of like it's. He just has this flouncy wrist. Yeah. Uh, Shoots uh, a scoped gun under a table all the time. I like it all the time. Never looks. Yeah. Great looking. I blaster. imagine you can get one of these on Etsy Probably or something Etsy. that's very metally and heavy and Absolutely. stuff like that. It cost you a couple hundred bucks. I know that there's a, uh, you know, I know that there is a big lightsaber market. Mm-hmm. I believe there is also like this, this cottage industry of the lightsaber market is the prop replicas of, uh, of Star Wars uh, blasters yeah. and weapons. I'm going to go on a Bob Sleds and Bantha's mission to get the uh, Stormtrooper thing. That's I'm going to go down that and we'll, we'll track my progress on you should making or purchasing one of those. Uh, What's one, next? One that is, I feel like it's an appropriate uh, entry after uh, Han's, what do we say, DL-14? Han's yeah, DL-14 heavy blaster, DL-44 heavy blaster is the is uh, Chewie's bowcaster. Yeah, do you like it? Love it. Wow. First of all, love the look of it. I'm curious, if yeah. you're answering me like you don't love it. I don't love I'm it. I'm going to justify going. why I love it. Good, great. I love the look of it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a sucker for crossbows, okay? Yeah. I just love crossbows. Sure. I love the fact that it's a uh, it's a bow and arrow that's been turned into a gun. It's just yeah. so cool. To you me. don't got to go through any licensing in you California. Nope. You can just buy a just crossbow. Get it. Just buy a yeah. crossbow. Uh, it's been you know risen in popular culture based on The Walking Dead. Yep. Uh, but the bowcaster just has a cool look to it. I love that it's unique to Chewie. Like it is a Wookiee weapon. Yeah. I love the way that they have improved it in the current in the modern trilogy. I love that in the modern trilogy, it's like this. It's basically a hand cannon. Like yeah. it is. It is. It, it has weight behind it. It just it blows up storm blows up trios of storms. Oh yeah, it's a heavy gauged uh, weapon. Heavy gauge weapon. I love the way they show the the strength of it, and then I also really like the subtle way that they show Kylo Ren's strength because he takes a bowcaster shot to the hip. Yeah, I never really uh, processed that before. Yeah, that's a huge hit from a big huge throwing weapon right into the. They demonstrate that it's taking out you know squadrons of stormtroopers per shot. Yeah, Kylo takes a hit to the hip. Uh, which he, he, all he does is he takes a knee. So yeah. it shows how powerful he is. Yeah, you're right. I've and never then, really thought about that before. Uh, and then if I, if I can take it one step ner- in, in nerddom further is a lot of people would say like, well, how is it that Finn who's never held a lightsaber in his life or that Ray who's never learned how to use a lightsaber, how could they, how could they, uh, survive in a fight against Kylo? It's because he just took a bowcaster shot to yeah. the hip. Like yeah, that's, that's the reason that's, why that's, he's that, in pain. Yeah, that thing makes makes holes of rows of people. Yeah, rows yeah. of people. Yeah. Um, do you remember this? There was a Matthew Broderick movie uh, where he turned into like a hawk during the day, and his love interest, Lady Hawk, Lady Hawk. Yep. And I believe the Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, really? Yeah. And I believe the sort of like 
heroine person. No, Matthew Broderick didn't turn in. He no, was no, he uh, was he was the page Mich- between them. Correct. Michelle Pfeiffer turned into. Yeah, she was Lady Hawk. I believe. Well, the the night guy, the 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 night guy that was in love with her, he had a crossbow that was like four crossbows on a tumbler that turned. Do you remember oh, that? Oh yeah, I do. It remember was like that. one of like the first movie weapons where you're like, well, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, like it was like a Gatling gun. Crossbow. Yeah, it was like a Gatling crossbow. gun crossbow. Yeah. yeah, Lady Hawk. Not a bad movie. Check that it out. Movie. You should yeah. check it out. Um, no, I don't. I don't not like the cro- uh, the bowcaster. I just don't love it. And I felt like the nod to it in seven. I guess it was. It was just the tiniest bit cheesy. Where you mean like, like when Han picked up and he's like, I, I like this. That. I'm like, yeah. you've never shot that before. You guys are best friends. You're in all sorts of shenanigans. You've never shot that before. I agree with you. That is That was a line where I was like, well, he certainly has shot this at <laughs> yeah, some point right. in the past 30 years. Yeah. Uh, but it's cute. It was just, a cute throw. It was line. cute. It's like, yeah. Anyways, my next one on the list, this one's an odd pull. Maybe he was just making a factual statement. Maybe he was just saying like, I like this. I like this. I do. I still like this. I've shot it a I've, bunch. I've always liked it. I'm telling okay. you, every time I fire it, it's fun. I feel like you were joking, but I'm willing to accept it. Yeah. Uh, not doesn't feel like it's part of the Star Wars universe to me. That's the only kind of problem I have with it. But I really like the staccato lightning gun from Rogue One. It's like a, a Gatling. It's got a backpack full of ammo. Uh, one of the oh yeah is it, um d- does Bayes what's his name Bayes yeah. Malbus I yeah. think wow you're good with names I think that's what it is yeah. I know it's Bayes it's Bayes something it's got an ammo belt that comes yes. down and hooks in and that's it's just, pretty cool it's just a very like uh, suppressing weapon and I yes. li- I like that about it I like that too um I like anything that uh doubles sort of like as a minigun. Yeah, you know, totally, it's, it exactly. back to like that Terminator 2 and type I like of that battle on Rogue One. That's one of the more, it's one it's of the more good. interesting Star Wars battles to me where there's casualties in it and like there's cost to that battle. That's interesting. In fact, of all the Star Wars battles, there's a huge cost to that battle and because the story has, I mean, anyways, it has to go Bothan, where it goes. Bothan's, right. Analogy. What do you got? Uh, Best weapon. This is one that comes from the modern uh, trilogy. Okay. Ooh, I'm excited. Putting aside the the color scheme, which I think I know automatically you don't like. It feels too toy-like to you, I think. Oh, boy, boy. The Z6 Riot Control Baton. Wow, that's so fascinating. I really love this. Yeah. Um, Again, to set the stage, it's when uh, there's the the battle on Maz Kanata's planet. I can't Mm -hmm. place the planet's name right now. Yeah. Uh, Finn gets out. He's got the lightsaber. And he's running away, and you Star hear, Wars Traitor! Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the shot of the riot uh, stormtrooper. Frelunka. Extends Jeez. that thing, swings it around. Uh, it's got this whole cool, like, motion behind it, and then yeah. it extends, and then it electrifies. Yeah. And it withstands, it can withstand lightsabers. Yeah. It's created to withstand lightsabers, which y- you are a purist, so you must hate that. Yep. I think it's great. I love the idea that in 30 years... Yeah, I was thinking about joining the Imperial Army. You guys got uh, you guys got lightsabers in the Imperial Army? Like, no, man, but we got this thing. Oh, it looks like a, ba- this is like a baton. So the- you guys do parades with those? <laughs> it's a cool spin. There's a cool spin. It's made to shock people and yeah. get people like under control. It is a totalitarian... I'm totally cool with that. It's a cudgel. I still think it's. Uh, it made my list of worst weapons. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, tell me why. Uh, I don't like the way it looks. I don't like its batani nature. I don't like it. I don't like the, that you don't way like the of fighting. Yeah, I don't think that stormtroopers fight that way. I don't think that that is necessary. And I don't like that it can stop lightsabers. I would let. I would remove it from the list if it was like it's a pretty pretty good weapon. It shocks people. Does all this stuff. It's pretty powerful. But lightsabers still cut it right in half. And that's. I don't understand why that can't be a thing. I don't understand why it needs to stand up for white lightsabers. I don't understand why stormtroopers need to have a. A weapon that's just as strong. But don't you think yeah. 
that, okay, I agree with you. Cause I was going to ask a question like, is this something that needs to be made? Yeah. Is, is there a need to make a weapon that stands up to lightsabers? And I feel like there's a really good argument for why it should in the 30 years after the fall of the empire, like as the first order is creating itself, don't you think that they would say if we need to like, look, listen, we don't know if there are any more Jedi. There are legends about these Jedi. Yeah. All we know is that at one point we had a guy on our side had a lightsaber, could cut through anything. If they've got one of those guys, which I heard maybe they did, yeah. don't we want to develop something that could stop that? Like because we don't to, have that lightsaber anymore. That like lightsaber that, to, that guy had, we don't have that anymore. Yeah. Like it, it, it leads to like a black market of kyber crystals that are like, well, you don't really need a kyber crystal anymore. You just need this thing that powers the baton. And it leads to feature creep where I was like, well, I got my lightsaber. <laughs> my lightsaber's eight feet wide now. Cuts through your baton. You're like, yeah, my baton's 12 feet wide. And then I don't know. I don't hate it, but I also, I don't love it. And it's All also, right. it's also from the, the Eva Mac line of, of stormtrooper weapons, which, <laughs> yeah. which I don't yeah. love. Uh, the, the only thing I have left is the biker scout pistol, which I just like. Pistol. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. That was also another one that Kenner made. Yeah, totally. Which is a great, which is great because I think that unlike the E11 that they made and the Han Solo, I think that was actually like to scale because it's such a small pistol. Totally. Yeah, you're right. You're right yeah. about that. Let's uh, hear your last one. Then my last one from... is the whistling bird. Uh, no, no, no. The, it's in the Mandalorian. It's uh, it's the, it's the small little rockets that fire from oh, his gauntlet. Yeah. Uh, made of Beskar. I love I love the way they whistle out and they hit a bunch of targets all at once. Were those used in season two, episode one? And yes, yes. Yeah, be, those are those are pretty fly. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. I mean, like that's a a one shot and you're done, but it's a pretty cool one shot. Especially it is. the first time he uses that in season one to take out a room full of stormtroopers is really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. I'm going to go quickly through my worst. Uh, you can just agree, disagree, or ask for clarification. Uh, the first one that I just hate and hated at the moment I saw it, and in fact, I was like, oh, this, movie's, this movie just got ruined by this weapon. <laughs> wow. I it's know. strong. Right? Is, this movie's garbage. Turn it off. Yeah, is the, uh, is the uh, small hand blaster that uh, Han gives Rey. Uh, I don't know what Ray's little blaster is. Wait, yeah, you're telling me that the little hand blaster that Han gives Ray and he's like, was do you know how to use this to hate the movie? Yeah, uh, you're yeah. out of your gourd. Yeah, you're out of your mind. I, I, you mean the the blaster he gives her halfway through the movie yeah. is a reason to stop watching that movie? Yeah, I really don't like the design of that weapon. It's I why just, I don't What's know. What's wrong with it? Uh, it feels like it's made for like shooting fish sticks or something. I don't know. What, I don't like the design. It I don't have like, to explain it. I don't. It doesn't feel like a Star Wars weapon. It, it feels looks like a flintlock pistol, like kinda. a futuristic flintlock pistol, and it's sort of treated that way too. It's got Is the it? safety. Yeah. 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 I know. I remember the whole scene. I. I just. I do not ever watch that movie and be like, yeah, that was a good design choice for that pistol. I could be wrong. I yeah. hate it. It looked, it looked a little, it looked a little Nabooian meets Dorvian. I, I just didn't like it. I'm allowed to not like it. You are allowed to um, not like it. Uh, You're not allowed to to judge the entire movie off of that, though. No, I, yeah, you're right. I, I am allowed to do that. No, you're not. <laughs> you're a crazy person. All right, next you one. Judge the entire movie off. Next of that. one. Uh, I don't think Luke ever actually uses this uh, or fires it, but you can see it. And then there, there were plenty of promo shots with him. Uh, what is the the long rifle he keeps on yeah. his land speeder, yep. uh-huh. which has a ridiculous, ridiculously big uh, shoulder stock? It yes. looks like a paddleboard paddle. It does look like a paddleboard. And paddle. I just I don't like yes. that. 
How do you fire that thing? I think you got to prop it up against You can't rocks. reach the trigger. You can't aim it. You got, one guy puts on his shoulder. One dude works the trigger, and another guy holds the barrel. I, it's a three-person weapon. I know that it is a rifle. Like I know that in my brain that it's meant to be a rifle, but to me, for some reason, it's always felt like a staff because yeah. it obviously looks like a staff. It's yeah. it's completely impractical as a as a rifle. You are correct. Yeah, and I don't know that barrel length uh, creates accuracy in lasered weapons. Is that not the same barrel that, or is that not the same rifle that the Tusken Raiders use? To, uh, to like to take a shot at Luke. It could be, yeah. yeah I think it is. It's huge. It's a huge weapon. Uh, next one is um, the the Gungan boom boom balls. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what those are. This is, yes, it feels like a learning toy for preschoolers. It does. It does. <laughs> you know, it's it like does. all around the mulberry bush. All right, pass it to the next person. <laughs> yeah. Watch out! It's gonna it's gonna electrocute you. And then you already know my uh, the, uh, the white baton made the list of least favorite. What do you feel about the the skinny pistols that uh, Padme pulls out of her throne? Uh, I remember them making a, a good chirping sound, yep. but not being a, not being a big, uh, feeling like they belong in Men in Black, not Star Wars. They're they, fine for her. Yeah, they're fine for her. For that planet, that that her royalty, I guess. I will say uh, th- this: uh, I believe that Star Wars calls that style of blaster a sporting blaster. Wow. Leia uses something similar to it in uh, A New Hope. A New Hope. Yeah. On the Tanta Four. I like that. I, I will say the slenderness of those weapons feels very feminine and it yeah. feels very appropriate for Padme and it's Leia like to be the, using those things. It's like the Cruella DeVille cigarette of blasters. It's got like it the, the, yes, the long is. stick on the end. Yes. The cigarette's way far away. That's right. That's, as they're hunting Dalmatians, they yeah. use uh, They, they use it with a long barrel and yeah. a little thing on the end. Uh, my last one is uh, any Ewok weapon. Even the spears? Yep. Even the, the I only put it on bowler to, weapons? To, I, oh, I only put it on there to see how you would react. Man, I, you, I love you. I love you, Ewoks. Yeah. I love Ewoks. I love What their... do you want them to be using? I'm just, just put it on there to, for this right just now. For this. Just for, for this for right the... now. I do like the we log. We got a lot more of a show to do. You don't have to. The get... log smashy. That's it. That's best and worst uh, blasters from the Star Wars universe. Thanks for hanging with us. It's a good list. Let's yes. get into lightsabers. Okay. Father's lightsaber. This is the weapon of a Jedi Knight. Not as clumsy or random as a blaster. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age, we're told. Mm -hmm. And I believe you have described it as the classiest of weapons uh, because... uh, It'll it'll cleave you, yeah, but you won't get an infection from it, right? Yeah, it cauterizes <laughs> as it cuts. That's what's on the box when that's you right. get, when you get right. one. That's right. I do feel like it is an elegant weapon for that reason. Yeah. What What was your impression of a lightsaber as a kid? I, I'm going to ask in three questions: impression of a lightsaber as a kid, impression of a lightsaber as an adult, impression of a lightsaber as a parent. Impression as a kid, uh, I'm a blaster guy. Only cool when hitting another lightsaber. Yep. That, that would be that would be my impression yep. as a kid. The sound of a lightsaber battle and the, the feeling that they were – because those things aren't real. Yep. I mean, the, whatever. However you want to deal with this, <laughs> that they aren't real. They but aren't real. It 
felt like those things were hitting each other. Like it felt like pla- it, it felt like plasma was was blasting into each other. Yep. The sound effects were perfect. Ten out of ten people that own a lightsaber cut their own heads off by accident. Well, it's a very it's dangerous weapon. There's no doubt about that. If you buy this, you will be headless I think, soon. I think what you're identifying is that you prefer weapons that have safeties on them. Yes. This does not have a safety and, and on go it. in uh, this direction. Yeah, There's, you know, you've never held an exacto knife and not accidentally cut yourself. Well, that's yes, you are correct. Uh, yes, you were you were describing basically. Literally the first five minutes, I owned a uh, jackknife. <laughs> yeah, uh, when, when my dad said, "Don't touch that blade; you'll cut yourself." Guess and I, I went, "What do you mean?" Ugh, and yeah. I just sliced it, I put it through my finger. And then I'll just say, as an adult, uh, and I think this is why you're into it. But I, I have become increasingly interested in whatever you call that—the hilts, just yeah, the, the hilts. design. Yep. The design of the base of the lightsaber, yeah. the hilt, is really fascinating as an art form. I think yes. it's really interesting. That's all, man. I don't have a ton. I don't have a ton to contribute. See, I well, I mean, other I'll, than I can tell you, a lightsaber that I hate, and you're, it'll blow your mind. I can't wait to get into Good. it. I want. I want to hear it. Yeah. Should we just no? First, I want to talk about yeah. lightsabers briefly. I'm excited, man. I love the School lightsaber. Me. Yeah, I love it. It's. I Do mean, you remember loving it, or have you always, grown to love it? I, okay. I've always loved the lightsaber. Again. Um, Since Obi Wan's hut, when it went phone. Yes, the first time it ignited, yeah, it captured my imagination. I mean, I just and then to 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 know that that is how Jedi's fought, and to know that Jedi's could fight against blasters using them, uh, that they are they are both a weapon and a tool, that they are a means of defense and offense. Like yeah. all of it is, it all works for me. All of it, the different colors, the different hilts, that each one has its own unique sound. Which I don't know if you know that, but but each each lightsaber has its own sound. So Vader's sound, lightsaber sounds different than Obi Wan's sound, which sounds different than Anakin's. Obviously, Kylo Ren's is the most obvious yeah. of a different sound, but they all have their unique sounds about them. In addition to their unique colors and their unique hilts, everything about it. The design is beautiful. The sound design is beautiful. The 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 light display is beautiful. All of it. Yeah, we're really talking about it as an art piece. As an art piece. As a platform for art as well. Not quite a weapon yet. So the, keep the going. creation of it, I think you will find interesting. Yeah. The con- like the the uh the conceptual origin of the lightsaber. Uh it, So we're not talking about We're kyber, not talking about we're not talking about crystals cannon. and okay. Right. We're cool. we're talking about uh production. Yeah, right on. So the production of the lightsaber, the inspiration from the lightsaber in the research that I did probably attributed to sci-fi uh, novels and novellas that were published between 1933 and 1969, which George, Lu- George Lucas describes himself as being like a sci-fi geek and yeah. reading these things. So there's likely a lot of things that he read that gave him the inspiration for what would become the lightsaber. And, and I have a couple of those that you may find interesting. There's an author named Fritz Lieber who wrote a book in 1943 uh, where there were priests that carried rods of wraths, mm. which were these rods that were energy projections uh, that could cut into solid matter and that uh, and that there were duels with these rods. Oh, so wow. again, very similar to like a lightsaber. Yeah. Um, Isaac Asimov wrote mm-hmm. a 1952 um, uh, book called the Lucky Star series. And there is a, uh, a short, uh, there's a, a blade that's described as a short shaft of stainless steel, which can project a force field that can cut through anything. Interesting. And then there's uh, there's another 1969 uh, book called The Wolfling, written by a guy named George Dickerson, uh, that was something uh, like a cross, an appearance of something that was like a cross between a flame of a welding torch and the arc of a static electricity charge. Mm. Um, so again, like these things, that's, I, I'm not saying that, in no way am I saying that George Lucas just like 
ripped any of these things yeah. off. But the idea of an energy sword is something that existed that he obviously created and solidified into his own, you know, his, his own unique fictional weapon. Yeah, totally. It's not a... It's not a huge leap. Like when you no. get to blasters to just right. have a sword that's made up also of laser material yeah. is not a huge leap. He did. They did quite a lot with it. Did you know that the original, the first lightsaber, Luke's lightsaber, Anakin's yeah. lightsaber, do you know that that was created from a old uh, handheld flash, uh, f- f- uh, flash photography? I did not know. I did not know that. So there's a, a company called uh, Graflex, which made a, f- yeah, like I said, a handhold flash bulb. Uh-huh. And they took that and broke that down in order to design what the look of the lightsaber was. Uh, if, you, yeah. if you take a look at a Graflex, uh, an old Graflex handheld uh, flash, you'll see that you'll, I mean, you'll see the lightsaber right in oh, it. Oh, nice. Uh, and that, that design aesthetic, those lightsabers are known as a Graflex lightsaber. Now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Uh, sound effects. Which one are we talking about there, though? Are we talking about the... Luke's uh, lightsaber. L- the Luke, first one. The original, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the first mm-hmm. lightsaber you see yeah. is a is a Graflex lightsaber. I have to look this up. Like That's crazy. The on the That button is just like right there. It's just right there. I know. Isn't it crazy? That is nuts, dude. They put, I think, the activation box on it. They put the grips on it. But for the most part... That is so crazy. Yeah. Who designs this Graflex flash handle? Graflex, the company Graflex. Well, they did a great job because <laughs> this thing's beautiful. It has that side thing. It's got the button where it should be. It has the uh, the the tapered shaft at the top. Uh, like, you know how it doesn't go all the way around? Yep. Dude, that's beautiful. We'll put a, a picture of it up on our Instagram to take a look at it. Dude, I hope these things were reusable. What a beautiful piece of, like, photography equipment. Oh, <laughs> No big deal, guys. They're only uh, five hundred and one dollars. It's because everybody wants to build lightsabers out of them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nobody's using them for photography yeah. anymore. Awesome. That's uh, interesting. So the now we'll, we'll get into uh, again the sound design. You mentioned Ben Burt. He uh, he he created the the hum of the mm-hmm. lightsaber by um, basically creating feedback. Yeah, more or less. Hold like a shotgun mic next to something or something like that. Uh, I think it was a television. I want to say it was a television. Oh, okay. He, he right held on. a shotgun mic too to get that sort of like feedback, the like the electromagnetic yeah. hum. Uh, and you know, again, it's just lightsabers are awesome. Yeah. Let's talk about why they're awesome in the universe. Okay. In the Star Wars universe. Uh, what do you know about? the process of building a lightsaber, choosing a color. Do you know any, any of these things? A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I know you know, they're powered by Kyber crystals Correct. and you, you, uh, you go find one of those and yep. the Kyber crystal determines the color. Those yep. grow. And I think the Kyber crystals grow, right? They're, they're Kyber right. crystals grow. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the mythology behind it has changed. Oh, really? From what it was before Disney purchased it to where Disney, when Disney purchased it. There was a lot of stuff that became yeah, called now Star you can Wars get Legends. Them in Galaxy's Edge, yeah. in a little box that you <laughs> right. pick out. No, 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 no. <laughs> Which is kind of dope, though. Like, I'm not into that. Like, I don't need to build a lightsaber in that fashion. Yeah. But when I walked in and I saw that you could like get kyber crystals and these little neatly packaged things, yeah, I was it's like, great. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So the way the way it is now in the lore now is a Jedi meditates over the crystal. And the crystal sort of like calls to the Jedi, oh, makes right. itself known, uh, like a wand, like a Harry Potter, sort of like wand. a Harry Potter wand, a Harry Potter wand. And then when they put the crystal in their lightsaber, then whatever color they've meditated over is what the crystal, the, the color of the crystal becomes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, the there was there before in Star Wars Legends, again before 
Disney sort of threw out all the legends and just said, this is what is canon. There used to be lots of different colors. Uh, of course, we, we know the the red and blue and the green, um, but, but there was in, in Star Wars Legends, there were just every color of the rainbow, right. basically. And then Disney came in and said, no, 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 we're going to pull this back a little bit. There are some canon colors. Yeah. Uh, the, the red and blue is what we are, are originally familiar with. Of course, the green shows up in Return of the Jedi, yeah. which came as a result of a production issue. Really? Yeah. They, they, did, did you know that if you take a look at the original trailer? I just learned there were red and green lightsabers two seconds ago. Really? That blue is dope, though. The blue of the blue that they picked for the blue of, I think it's Luke's lightsaber. Yeah, Luke's lightsaber. Yeah. Is such a great blue. But I don't see red blue. and green, so like I... Oh my gosh, that's yeah, right. You're colorblind. Yeah, lightsaber colors don't mean a whole lot to me. But I love Luke's blue, and I think that is a dope shade of blue. To okay, be so let me ask a question. I mean, you must, you have knowledge that Luke's lightsaber in Return of the Jedi is green. You didn't I mean, know that? I mean, like I've heard it said before, I don't see that color. So you don't, what do you see when you see his lightsaber? Because you see his blue lightsaber, right? Uh-huh, yeah. So it's, not like, it's not like it's in, like, I don't know, I never see, I never see it uh, ignite. It's just, there's nothing there. It's invisible. I see, <laughs> I see the color. My brain can't process what shade that color is. And so it tries, it, it, it's almost like it hangs in limbo. So it, 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 it kind of fades in a sort of like, is it green? Is it red? Is it brown? Is it pink? I don't really know. My brain doesn't really commit to it. It just sees it as a, as a thing. And then when somebody tells me what color it is, even if they're wrong or they're joking with me, my brain will then start to see that color. So they're like, Oh, Luke's lightsaber's red. I'd be like, it now looks red to me. I see. So, so uh, let me ask this question. When you see, can you see a difference between Luke's original lightsaber and his lightsaber in Jedi? Uh, the blue and the... The blue and the green. Like when absolutely. you look at it, you could yeah, see a absolutely. difference. So absolutely. you would know it's a different color. Absolutely. Okay, but what the color is, you wouldn't be able to see. Yeah, and a lot of oh, like the, a lot of the, I, I believe a lot of the, uh, a lot of the Sith and uh, Dark Lord yeah. Colors trend the, the red. A, trend a certain way, yep. and a lot of the other ones trend another way. It, like Clone Wars, if it, it, it's blue, and then what other other colors they have when they're all when they're all running? Yeah, I have yes. no idea what's happening there. Interesting. Okay, so let's go through. It's this. not awesome to be colorblind, no, but no, it's no. also not the end of the world. <laughs> Especially when you work in the Listen, creative I'm not, field. I'm not trying to treat you like a zoo creature or <laughs> yeah, like a zoo animal. Okay, I'm just. Uh, this is a world that I'm unfamiliar with. I was so at I had a meeting today where I, where I was like, I just the only thing I don't like about the, I don't like that it's in red. And they're like, uh huh, that's not red. And I was like, great. Did I say red? I meant whatever you. And just then said. they filled in the color, and you're like, "That's what I meant." Yeah. Uh, okay, so there was blue and red originally. Yep. And then they created green, and the reason why they created green was because when they were shooting Luke's lightsaber against the Tatooine sky, oh the right, blue bled in. Yeah. And so, if you watch the original trailer for Return of the Jedi, you'll see his blue lightsaber. They they color corrected to green in order for it to stand out from the sky. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. So they have red, blue, green. Uh huh. Then purple came out in the prequels, which was Mace Windu's lightsaber. Okay. Did I pronounce that right? I did. Yeah. Mace Windu. I want to say window, and I know that's not yeah, correct. Yeah, no, it's not right. Mace Windu, Mace Windu had a purple lightsaber, which was made specifically because Samuel L. Jackson said, I want a purple lightsaber. George Lucas said, fine. So they gave yeah. him a purple lightsaber. Then yellow gets introduced, and yellow gets introduced as a temple, a Jedi Temple guardian color. So the guardians of the Jedi Temple carry yellow lightsabers. I like that. Which is pretty cool. Also pretty cool. I can see yellow. I dig it. So you saw Ray's yellow lightsaber at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Uh, yeah. That's the color that she has in her lightsaber. Yeah. Which is a callback to the Jedi Temple Guardians, which is sort of, a sort of cool callback because she's sort of like the new guardian of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. And then it's also a really cool callback because the original Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker action figure, his lightsaber was 
Yellow. That's correct. Yeah. Do you see how it all works? Yeah. It's like, it's like it's a big like, circle. It's like a big of, circle. It's a big stream of yellow. Big yellow stream. Yeah, it's a big yellow stream. <laughs> um, I feel like that's enough. That's I, feel like that's, I feel like that's enough talking about sort of like lightsabers. Yeah, that was fun. My question to you is, yeah. what are your favorite hilts? What are your favorite colors? Least favorite hilts? Least favorite colors? Uh, by far the by far the the uh, Luke's blue is my favorite. Yep. Is is you know that's it's it's a neat color, and my favorite hilt is uh, this one's got a twin kind of I think to it. I could be totally wrong, but Obi Wan's original. Yes, uh, and then Luke's Return of the Jedi, Return of the Jedi which are is inspired, very similar. Yep. And I like that these are the ones that are sort of ribbed with a yep. cone at the top, like a half half sphere at the top where the thing comes out, and then a rib design. Yep. Um, I like that one, of course. Darth, Absolutely my favorite. Yes. Yeah, Darth Maul's is, I liked, I liked the lightsaber okay. I liked the way he held it a whole, sure. a whole bunch. Yeah, it just yeah. looked looked really good. Do you like the curved hilts at all? Nope. No, I, you don't. Uh, and that is, uh, what's his name? Count Dooku has Count one. Dooku, and yeah. then uh, Asajj Ventress, which was Dooku's apprentice, she has two, she has double curved lightsabers that also are a staff. They're awesome. Yeah. When they it. get tusk tusk looking, yeah. I, I lose interest okay. pretty quick. I what about it? What do you? What are your? What's your feelings on uh, Kylo Ren's the cross guard lightsaber, the unstable blade, all that type of stuff? Probably my favorite sounding lightsaber. Yeah. It's scary, but I don't like that design at all. You don't? Yeah, I'm not. I don't need the little cross flamey things. Were you uh, like a cross uh, cross guard hater when it came out? Just like I, I don't. I don't understand. I think that the uh, like why I, do we need to do? This? I don't. Why do we need to do that? And I think the less I know about his lightsaber is actually more scary. Yeah. And the broken, the unstable beam, the yeah. unstable beam with that crackle sound. Yeah. Scary enough so cool the little g whizzy thing almost pulls your attention away from like wow this looks different yeah and sounds different than anything i've ever heard and i can't really even see the hilt all that well yeah so i, I feel like that may, would have made it scarier i just don't there's no practical other than lighting cigarettes there's no practical <laughs> practical use for that i like the way that they used it in force awakens like i love when he turns it into finn and he burns finn through the shoulder yeah. with it like i think that's really cool and so i think they justify it but I can understand why people are like, why do we need this thing? Yeah. Other than it's a new Star Wars movie, there's a new type of lightsaber. It is uh, and then my my least favorite lightsaber of all time is going to break break, break the pause. Is uh, Luke Skywalker's original Whoa. that Graflex one with the black with the black? Uh, why is that your bottom. least favorite? I don't like the way I don't. I like the way the top of it looks. Uh huh. Anything below that first button, I don't like the way it looks. And every time I've held one of these and I've held a replica, I've held the toys, I've held yep. everything. It's the hilt is way too big. It's just it's too it's just such a big it's beefy thick. thing. It is. Thick. It's super thick, yes. and that's the only reason I don't like it is that it's really thick. Hard to imagine that you could fight with that thing. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That. And then the, the black accents at the bottom yeah. that come out make it those things when you actually try to fight with they yeah. hit your wrist. Yeah. It is not. Not a practical no, weapon. That's it feels true. incredibly off balance. Whereas Obi Wan's keeps balance. Uh, I don't know. I just don't like that lightsaber. Yeah, sorry. Okay. They're neat as a as an art platform. They're neat Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Thanks for yeah. thanks for uh, sharing all that stuff about lightsabers and it. color. Color sounds neat. I like to explain color to you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Great. I have what a surprise. Is... Oh boy. Okay. Oh geez, Louise. I'm. So I have a surprise. S- okay. You ready? I'm so scared right now. I'll be now. right back. Where are you going? I'll be right back. Oh my goodness. What is happening? Should I be nervous? I feel like Bob Sleds and Banthas is uh, no more. It's his ringtone. Scott Storm's ringtone. Oh my goodness. Lights are going off. It's getting very, uh, very romantic. It's getting very romantic in here. Okay, I'm not looking. It's so. Uh, the light's going to go off. I'm so worried you're going to kiss me. 
can kiss feel you right, it. I'm gonna kiss breath. you right on the mouth. Oh, no, I'm goodness. not going to. All right. All right. Okay. You can look. You can. You can open your eyes. Okay. Okay. Shouldn't the lights be off? They will be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is how I pictured my 33rd date with you to go. <laughs> now, uh, here's the deal. Yeah. Okay. There is a company, and they are called Rebel Sabers. Okay. And they produce and sell realistic lightsabers. Wow. With great sound, great like metal hilts. They are a purveyor of uh, lightsaber replicas and lightsaber designs and that sort of thing. They heard a couple of weeks ago that you were going to steal your daughter's lightsaber from her Ray costume. Oh, really? Yes. I mean, I did kind of steal it. You and did was, steal it. And I was very careful not to break the LEDs. And, and did you break the LEDs? No, I, we didn't hit anybody with it okay. after that. Uh, as a result, they wanted to make sure that your daughter had her own lightsaber. Oh, wow. And that you have your own. No way. So they sent this to no give way. to you. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> Look at that. Am I allowed to hold it? Oh my gosh, it's made of metal. And I can press the button. Just hit that little button right there. Whoa! (laughs) That's fantastic. It's really heavy. That is... That is so fantastic. That is as real... Now, who who made this? This is uh, by a company called Rebel Sabers. Hold on, let me turn this off. No, see, that's a blaster (laughs) deflect. Oh, this is what I'm doing all night. All night. Now, there's a lot of different features on this thing, and I will walk you through all of them off the podcast. Why off the podcast? (laughs) How do I turn my lightsaber off? Hold down the ignition switch for three seconds. There you go. All right. You 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 want to turn it back on one more time? Yes. What? Luke Ice Blue, which you said was your favorite color. I'm having a moment. It's got a gyrometer in it or something? It does. It also has... Six different sound fonts. Really? And you can make your blade color any color you want. So Rebel Sabers. Rebel Sabers. They sell a variety of different lightsabers, different price points. All of them you can all of them have multiple sound sound fonts to them. Yeah. All of them have What's a sound font? A sound, sound font is like remember how we were talking about how each lightsaber yeah, yeah. has a different sound? So like that one, for example, has a Kylo Ren sound font, a Ben Solo sound font, a Luke Skywalker sound font, a Darth Vader sound font, a Dark Saber sound font, uh, and a Kyle Kestis. Is that his name from uh, Jedi Fallen Order? Did you play that game, Je- Jedi Fallen yeah. Order? That's a, whatever his sound font is. Okay. So those are all on that lightsaber. It has infinite colors that you can choose from in oh. order. Oh, yeah. What did it say? Uh, you just set to pulse. Check this out. Oh no, I didn't mean All right, to. Turn it back on. Oh. Unstable blade. It's got a rechargeable battery in it. I see that? It's got what they call flash on clash. So when you hit it against something, it sparks. Yeah. It's got the blaster deflect. All right. Which you have already experienced. I have. I enjoy. And it. it has a lockup effect where if you were to lock sabers, it starts flashing as if you're hitting another. Really? Like, yeah, I'll show you how it all works. All of their lightsabers are amazing. Yeah. Uh, they're also very affordable. Now, listen, okay. I, I know this because I have been in the custom lightsaber game. Really? For about five years. Oh, wow. Like, I, I know sort that. of like know the companies. I'm familiar with the companies. And these things range in prices. Like these things get very expensive if wow. you want to get into it. Rebel Sabers is like crazy affordable yeah. for the, for what you get. Yeah. And uh and so and they're all built like a tank, which is awesome. Yeah. It um, is very uh very heavy and I like the uh the the button here feels, you know, 
Like it's not cheap. Like I can. It's all it's all metal construction. Yeah. Right. Um, and they have a bunch of different styles. So if you wanted the Graflex, you could buy a Graflex. Okay. If you want the Darth Maul, then you could buy the Darth Maul. Yeah. Um, and then they have, and those are obviously the more expensive ones because yeah. those are more movie accurate. And then as you go in more affordable pricing, uh, they have different, uh, different hilts, different style hilts and things like that. That's so amazing. Rebelsabers.com is where you can go and find out more about this. Um, our Bantha Tears... Rebel are able to get sabers. uh 10% off their purchase. No kidding. Uh, if they go to rebelsabers.com and put in the code B ampersand B, so B really? and B. Okay. They'll get 10% off their purchase. B and B. Uh, B and B. I listen. Uh Christmas is coming up. Yes. Like, what a great idea. Great just if if you have someone in your family that digs lightsabers, this is like the yeah. Red Rider beauty gum. One more present, like this you is bring the, yep. this out. This you is get, the you, ad app behind the couch. Yep, you you yeah. you put this in your kid's hand. They're gonna have a good Christmas. It's a it. I would encourage all of our listeners. Probably gonna who, lose your Christmas tree, but you probably will. Listen, yeah. it is as close to a lightsaber as you can get without losing a hand. Yeah, so. that's not their slogan. <laughs> I think we just made it up for Yeah. <laughs> I like that slogan. So uh, rebelsabers.com. Again, thank you so much for uh, providing us a saber for, for Aaron. R-E-B-E-L-S-A-B-E-R-S. Correct. Sounds like we're saying uh, we're saving the rebels. We're rebel savers. No, not re- not savers. Sabers is in a lightsaber. Yes. Rebel savers. Thank you, rebel savers. So much fun. Oh, uh, my goodness. I was going to get to bed early tonight, but now that's not happening. Not anymore. Yeah. Uh, no. So there we go. That's a show. Yay. We, I was going to yeah, say, yeah. let's play Freeze It, Zap It Plus, but let's save it for next week. No, wait. I got a lightsaber. We're not playing yeah, anything. Like We're going to go fight. We have to do an outro. Oh, my gosh. Let's go fight uh, out, outside. We have to do an outro first. Fine. But then we go fight outside. We, yes. We can fight all you want outside. <laughs> Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we love making the show. We sure hope you've enjoyed listening to it this week. This has been Bob's and Bantha's. We release every week on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, please be sure to subscribe. And we would love it if you left us a review on Apple podcasts. We want to take a quick moment to thank one of our listeners who yeah. left us a very, very you kind review. Over... What, 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 what do we get? What kind I, of listener I, I feedback say, did we get? Say. We got one from bagel tank. Okay. Bagel Tank Tank says, full of bagels. Bagel Tank left us a review on Apple Podcasts, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you, Bagel Tank. And I'm also thankful for, for Bagel Tank because he allows us to bring back one of my favorite reoccurring uh, oh, characters. Oh, yeah, who? Brock Eisner. Oh, uh, 16-year-old year, son to Yay. Michael Eisner because the review starts this way. Dad, I want a Disneyland Star Wars podcast. And the review says... This has quickly become my favorite podcast on any subject. I like the chemistry that Scott and Aaron have and the true passion they have for Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things the Disney company owns that we love. Keep up the great work, guys. Five stars. Thanks, Bagel Tank. Bagel Tank. Tanko Bagels. Thank you so much. Uh, If you would love to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we would love it if you did that. Yeah. And if you do, we'll read it on the show. You totally should. You can visit us at bobsonsandbanthas.com. Uh, podcast at bobsonsandbanthas.com if you want to email us, and we sure hope you do. Please we would love it if you told us what you want to hear us talk about on the show. I don't care. You have a question for us, we'll answer listener questions, whatever. Patreon.com forward slash bobsonsandbanthas if you want to support us. Tpublic.com if you want to Let's wear us. gloss over the Patreon. There's a lot of good content in there. There's, There's mini content. episodes on the Karate Kid, oh, on yeah. Transformers. There's going to be stuff There's on this. Some vlogging, some there lightsaber was a, there stuff. Was a whole, you have no idea. There was a whole lead up to this. Yeah. And I've recorded a lot of it. Oh, little mini documentary little on Aaron mini, getting his first lightsaber. That's right. Did you know Rebel Sabers? Yep. RebelSabers.com. Yep. Gave me my first lightsaber. 
Rebel, thanks, thanks, Rebel Sabers. Thanks, Rebel Sabers. That, that means genuinely nice. It's genuinely I nice. I genuinely touch. I don't do well with gifts, so I don't really know how to react usually because nobody gets them for me. It's, well, so I'm, you got one now. I'm, yeah, you I mean, should be excited. A gift now. It's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. Hey, tpublic.com if you want to wear us and uh, join the other Bantha tiers over on Instagram at Bob Says and Banthas. Until next week, he's been Aaron. Stable. Uh, you, you'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm like. You're not a Jedi yet. <laughs> no, not even close. I'm not a Jedi the yet. For, the force <laughs> is strong with you, young Robins, yeah. but you are not a Jedi yep. yet. And uh, you've been Scott. I sure have been. A lot farther along on your journey. <laughs> and we've been Bobs and Samanthas. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day. This Saturday night. Now there are more new rides for more fun. Synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.